tonight's name that we're going to study is Jehovah Jireh. This out of the names of God is one of the more common names of God. It is, if I was to say, give me some of the names of God, uh, it would probably be Jehovah. And then if we were to follow it up by Jehovah, a lot of people would be familiar with Jehovah Jireh. Who can tell me what Jehovah Jireh means? God provides. That's what it means. God provides. There's, there's a deeper meaning to it. It actually has a subcontext to it, a root word to it, that brings it to a deeper meaning than that. Literally meaning that I believe there's a lot of people that claim that God is the God that provides, but they don't experience the provision or the promise of God because they don't fully understand this name. So we'll explain it tonight. The first name of it is Jehovah. I'm not going to reteach it. It says, I am the beginning. I, the, the God who will be, I am, all those names that we studied last week. So we find this name in Genesis 22, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abram. Does everybody understand what God does when he tempts people? It's not like he leads you to sin, and that's a misunderstanding. That God's going to bring you to a trial, or God's going to bring you to a testing period. It's a trying of our faith. Because God was doing something great. A lot of times, if you want to see God do something big in your life, and you want to see God work, you better be ready for to be shaken, uh, changed, uncomfortable. I could go down the list. It's the same thing. If you want a warrior to fight for the United States, how do we start them? Boot camp. You were going, I'm gonna, they're they're going to yell at them, make them do push-ups, take away sleep. Take, and I, Are they being mean and cruel? No, it's a matter of I'm going to strip you down from what you think you are to build you up into something that's going to be better. And so I'm not saying it's the exact same thing, but God had a big plan from Abraham. God promised him all the way back from Genesis 12. I'm going to do something great with you. But we've learned from Abraham as he was walking. What did he do? He lied about Sarah's wife and he got into trouble and he had all these disagreements and all these things that he did. He doubted God. He's the one that pulled Hagar into it. Listen to his wife. Go, go do with Hagar is what you want. And then they, they yelled at her and did all this. And it's like, oh, like Abraham. You can imagine God is like, Abraham, come on, buddy. I, I, I want to do great things with you. I want to teach you more on things. So every time is a walk. I, I, I was just talking to somebody today. and We were talking about just, you know, like praying for something and just asking God, Lord, to help this to happen. And I was using my testimony. It's like, you know, it's been a year going on two months with Logan. And I'm like, you know, if, I, I would have been great if we were in the hospital and we had that big prayer meeting outside on the second day. We had scans that following week. I was like, the cancer's gone. You know, it's like, yes, you know, that would have been wonderful. But God puts us on a journey. God, God's going to transform you. God's going to work on you. And God's going to overhaul you, your body, your mind, your spirit, your habits, your past. God works on all these things. So that's what God's doing this. So, so God said, I, I'm going to do something. I'm, I, I, want, I have got more for you. So he's already been past the thing of, I'm old and I can't have a baby. And Sarah's old and she can't have a baby. And all these other things, God brought them back. And they learned from that, that he is master. They learned from that. El Shaddai. It's not even one of the names we reviewed. It's like the almighty God, the shad is the supply. I can, I can make this happen. I can sustain these things in your life. So this is another test, another thing that God's doing in his life to strengthen his faith to make him better. We're always growing. I don't care how long you've been coming to church. I thank God for your legacy. I thank God for your reputation. But you never stop. 
You never arrive. God's still going to teach you things. God's still working on us. And God has bigger plans for you, but maybe you're not ready for whatever God has next for you because you still have some of yourself that gets in the way. Before we get into this, I want to just explain that that this is not a story about just about sacrifice. And I I think that's a lot of times when we think about God putting Abraham uh, or God putting Abraham on the spot to put Isaac on the altar. It's a matter of sacrifice. This, it, and it is, but this is a story about faith in God because God promised that he would do something. And God's like saying, if I, if I mess up your plans, do you still believe that I can do something? This name is not just about the, the, the sacrifice, but this name is related to our faith in God. It, it's asking the question, how much do we trust God? Because here's the thing. It's easy to trust God when life makes sense. I, I have a child. The child is going to be the child of many nations, and it's going to be as the stars in the heavens and the sands of the sea, or the sands of the shoreline. It's like, yes, well, what's going to happen? Now, he's going to have kids, and they're going to have kids, and they're going to have kids, and I'm going to be the, you know, Father Abraham had many kids. We can sing the song, uh, but you guys know the story of what's going on. But, but what happens is it's easy to trust God when things make sense. It's hard to trust God when things don't make sense. That's when true trust comes in. When things begin to just say, I can't figure this out. That is why one of the great illustrations of Peter walking or Peter having faith is Peter walking on the water. Why? Uh, that doesn't make sense. That, that didn't add up for, for God to come in the middle of the storm to be walking on the shoreline like Scott preached on Sunday. So we've got to learn to trust in Jehovah, the God who is. Because God, Jehovah, Jireh, we start with the first name of it. He is greater than our circumstance. He is not limited by our assets or our liability or our abilities. He is greater. The God who is, I am Jehovah. But then we come into the deliver the one that provides for us. I'll put it like this: Sometimes God will deliberately make life not make sense so that He can ask you the question: Do you still trust me? I really believe that part of our world of what we've gone through with Logan is part of that. It's like, do, do you trust me? It is hard. It's like, because when everything is going well, it's like, God, you're great. You trust me? Absolutely. You know, because everything makes sense. But it's harder to do that when life doesn't make sense. And I'll be honest, this, this story is harder for me to teach because the idea of letting go of a child, you know, and, and, and just, it just it, that concept of it, it's just hard to understand. It's like, I'm going to give you this child, and it's your job to love him, protect him, and lay down your life. Now I want you to pick up a knife and take his life. It's like, ah, like this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know what to do. But again, what's the story about? It's about faith and trusting God when things don't make sense. So God almost put his circumstances in a blender and was like, you know, it's like, I don't understand what's going on. And God says, but I do. Do you trust me? That was just what this is about. Let me give you some background, some other passages like we did before that kind of lay out and give us an idea of what was really happening. And I'll prove this, that it's about faith. James 2.20. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Now, we, we preach that principle all the time. Faith is an action. Faith is not just like, I know he can, and singing the song on Sunday. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? We had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by his works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God. It wasn't enough. 
Guys, it wasn't enough for Abraham to say, I believe God. God was saying, I'm going to bring you to a situation that's tough. I still believe God. Now I'm going to mix it all up to where nothing makes sense. And then it's like, I still believe God. You know, it's like, now I don't get it. And I have said this, I, I just, just being transparent with Logan, it's like, God, he is graduating to go to Christian college. He's not Jonah. He's not running from God. You know what I'm saying? I understand those stories. You, you, guys, I, Jonah was thrown over. Why? I'm running from God. Throw me overboard. And the fish came and swallowed him up. I get that. I get the story of the prodigal son. He told his father, disrespected, give me my inheritance. I'm going to go. And when he had spent all, he went and partied. It's like he, he, he went and lived it up and gambled and had fun and drank it and all the other worldly lifestyle. Then he ended up in the pig pen. And we're saying there, how'd you end up in the pig pen? Because I blew all my money. Well, I get that. But there's going to be things that happen in your life that don't make sense. And that doesn't mean that God's lost control. I just, let me give you another one. Watch this, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. For by what did the elders receive a good testimony report? By what? Faith. faith. So it wasn't, and I, and I said this, I, I preached uh, Ray Winter's funeral, and I, I used this passage to open up. It wasn't by the good deeds, or it wasn't by David throwing a rock, and it wasn't by Elijah praying down fire, at the core of God saying, let me talk about them, was their faith, confidence, and knowing that God is in control. So verse 17 gets into Abraham, and it talks to all the stories of different people. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried or tested, that's the story that we offered up Isaac, that he had received the promise offered up by his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounted that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he had received him in a figure. Now let me explain it. In the back of the mind of Abraham, when he was on his way up there, he was truly believing that God gave me this promised child. And if I do take his life, I'm going to get it back. Do you know why he felt that way? Tell me why. Why did Abraham have such confidence in that? He had faith in the promise of God. You are dead on tonight. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. And he, he finds the provision of God that God did and stepped ahead of him in that, in that story. And it's just, it's at the core of it, it wasn't an Abraham was willing to, to take out a knife and take Isaac's life. It's like, yes, okay, that's the big part. But at the core of it, and every passage that talks about it, that Abraham believed God when life did not make sense. Did not make sense. So let's get into this. Verse, chapter 22, verse 2. And he said, take now thy son, okay, thine only son, Isaac. Why, why do you think God's saying it like this? You know what I'm saying? God, God is literally saying, and you guys notice I didn't put these verses in there. I'm making you dig in pages. I love it. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac. Guys, help me out here. Why, why is God like, like Abraham was going, oh, my only one? I didn't know that. I mean, God was reiterating to him saying, I know what I'm asking you. I know what I'm asking you. I, I know that's, take it a step further. 
whom thou lovest. He was, he was nailing it. He was like, he's saying, you realize that this is the promise. The, the child that you're going to hold is the promise of God. You, you know what I'm saying? And we struggle with the promises of God. He says, whom thou lovest. He said, I know that you have an emotional attach, attachment to that. Man, when God, when God knows to shake up our world and God wants us to trust him, if God came to me and said, Tony, I might take away your car. I'll be bummed about it. I mean, honestly, because I'm lazy and I don't want to walk to work, and especially in the heat and the cold. But when, and I'd be like, well, we'll figure it out. But you want to drive me to my knees? Make it about my kids. That, that will, and God's emphasizing this, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Uh, and, and so we, we, we get into those situations that you're thinking, what? Really? This? And I think that's where we throw in the butts with people. Like, God's able. Yeah, but look it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where we throw it in. It's like, God's going to do this. Yeah, but look at this. I mean, but it, 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 I've done that so many times. I'm being honest. It's like, if they would have came to us in the first week and said, this is a cancer that can be cured with chemo, I would have been like, we've got this. But when they came and said, this is, a sur- this is one that can only be cured with surgery, and then surgery fails, th- that is, that's like what people say, well, God's still in control. I said, I know, but look it. You know, it, just, it, it, it affects us in a deep way. It just doesn't add up. So verse 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and he went into the place of which God had told him. And uh, I thought about every time that God does something like this, it doesn't make sense. Noah build, a, build an ark. Why? Because it's going to rain. Was it raining? Wouldn't it make more sense? Come on, boys. Woo! See the clouds coming in? <laughs> I feel some wrinkles. Let's build this boat. Didn't make sense, okay? Moses' parents sent Moses down in the basket into the river right down where Pharaoh's house was. Doesn't make sense, but that's what God said to do. Gideon facing an army. Keep sending them away, sending them away, sending them away, sending them away until they had 300. And then he says, okay, let's go fight this. Uh, I'm not going to give you any weapons. You can have a clay pot and a, and a torch, you know, and, and your voices. That's your whole weapon strategy. He's like... It doesn't make sense. Every great story that we talk about, just remember, doesn't make sense. It's because every great story in the Bible was not about them winning the victory. It's about them walking in faith in God. So God had already performed a miracle of giving him a baby in his old age. And so now they're working on this next segment of their journey. In verse 4, in the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw a place afar off. You can imagine this trip. Imagine, imagine knowing that what's coming next. Imagine having to explain it to your son. Imagine the conversation as they're walking and, and like, Dad, where are you going? And why did you say God said to do this? I don't, I don't know if he was like all huggy on him, like, man, son, I just love you, just want you to know you. Or if it was a matter of he was just like zoned in. But guys, can I just remind you that he was a real dad? He, you know, sometimes we read these pictures and or we have this picture in our head that he was just like going up. You know, no, he was a real dad that had emotions. He loved his son. He wanted this. 
Verse 5, And Abraham said unto his son, Abide here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come to you again. Now I'm going to stop. You guys speak to me. What's so powerful about that verse that I just read? Go ahead, Norm. Again. He knew. He, and, and, and the thing is, if he didn't say that, it would have been okay. But he emphatically said that. He said, me and the boy are going to go, and we're going to come to you guys again. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and took the fire in his hand and a knife. And, when they, and, and they went both of them together, and Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. And, and he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? You talk about an awkward question. <laughs> it's like, but let me, let me give you a powerful answer, okay? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. What is that about? What are we describing in that verse? Well, yeah, that's true. You guys went deep on me. <laughs> By the way, the place that they were going was the same region that Jesus died on the cross. And when he said, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, okay, this place, the place that he provided was actually called Jehovah Jireh. It wasn't just God being called Jehovah Jireh. He said, this place is Jehovah God. It's the place of provision because it was prophetic saying, this is where God will provide himself a lamb. Anyways, powerful. Very good, Dominic. You got me on there. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. It was prophetic, but it was also faith. It was faith. God's going to take care of this. I know that God's going to take care of this. So, you know, you can imagine like, the other way would have been, son, you're it. You know, it was like that would, that would have just not been a good walk. And so they went both of them together and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid it on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. God calls him to stop. I'll ask you guys, why so close? Couldn't God not have just stopped him going up the hill? It could it not have been when Isaac was calling on the altar. But the, the thing is, it was, it's faith is obedience. It, it's a matter of obeying and doing, going to the place and, and, and fulfilling what he said. That's what God was looking for. So I'm going to ask you guys this question. When did God reveal his provision? Because the, the, the whole Jehovah Jireh, is the, the, the whole point of Jehovah Jireh is that God provides or the God that is there to provide. So when did God actually provide? So how would we describe that? At the act of obedience. Now, now this is where it gets real, guys. We often do not experience the provision of God because we want the provision and then say, I'll obey. And I'll, I'll, let me give you an illustration. And you guys know I, I, this is just a powerful one. I have people all the time that will say, I'll give, I'll tithe, I'll obey, I'll do those things when God provides the money. <laughs> and God says, obey, and I'll provide the money. It, it's, 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 it's obedience. It's, it's an act of faith. 
And a lot of times, well, God didn't provide. God didn't give. God didn't give. God didn't give. And God's standing up there going, I'm waiting for you to obey. Because the place that he came, when they came to that place, that spot was a spot of obedience. He came to a place of obedience. And then that's where he, at the place of obedience, followed the provision of God. It's, it's a powerful lesson that he was learning of this. It followed. It says, go to this place. He went to his place. Take your son. He did it. Sacrifice your son. He did. He went through the whole motions of it. Obedience and faith are more than words. It's an act. It's action. We've got to be people of action. Read Hebrews 11. By faith, by faith, by faith. I don't know how old Isaac is in this, in this right here. It doesn't, maybe it says, I don't know. I'm just being honest. Brother Fenwick, do you know if there's an age? Was he in his 20s? Okay, so let's do the math. Abraham would have been now 120-something, and Isaac would have been 20-something. Who could have taken who? <laughs> you know, it's like, Dad, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, but there's no way I'm going to get on there. Tie myself up. I, there's a chance that I've even heard preachers say this, but it's, 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 it's a theory or whatever, that Isaac, Abraham would have never been strong enough to put Isaac on that altar. Isaac, he had to say, son, I need you to get up on this altar. Can you imagine? I, I would get choked up just saying the words. But again, it's the faith. And I believe that Isaac is following the faith of his dad. Yes. You, know, you know what I'm saying? He's visualizing and saying, I trust him. Can I, let's pause and let me tell another Bible story, okay? When did the waters split at the Jordan River? And as they bear the ark, they were coming to Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water. As soon as they touched the water, for Jordan overfloweth its banks all the time of the harvest. And the water which came down from above stood and rose a heap very far from the city of Adam and on both sides of it. So when did God split the Jordan or hold back the Jordan River in order for them to cross over? They, they had to get in the water. When, when did God provide the lamb? Bringing down the... It's, so the thing is, a lot of times we're like, okay, God, okay, okay, okay. And God's waiting for the full obedience for us to be all in. This is a perfect example of this. And so faith for us as a church, guys, is starting a church in Dublin, Ohio, in the midst of a pandemic. That's, that's what it was. And and I believe that God even put it in our hearts to do this. And let's just stop and just say, eight people joined the church last week. They've had two people saved. We had somebody baptized the other week. You know, that, that girl, Anicia, they got saved and baptized in the church. She had to miss last Sunday because of work. And I was with Dave, and we were all hanging out with Scott. And he said, Dave was like, man, this is so cool. Hey, Pastor Dave from Anicia, I'm so sorry that I'm missing tonight. I, I, or on Sunday, I look forward to every week being able to be in church I'm going to be listening to the podcast and sharing this with others. You say, how did all that happen? Because of faith, of us obeying, planning a church, and God does that. God works great things through faith. Faith is simply obeying God because you know he will not fail you. Faith is obeying God because you know he will not fail you. And he said, lay not thine hand on the lad, neither thou go anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Listen, sing Thou hast not withheld thy son. That word sing is actually tied into Jehovah Jireh. Because Jehovah Jireh does not just mean the God that provides. And I'll explain it here in a minute. 
And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him upon the burnt offering with a big smile on his face. I, it doesn't say that, but I'm just interpreting for you. <laughs> and offered instead of his son. Here comes the name, all right? And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, for it was said. Now, did you notice the name of that place? Okay, as it is said to this day, the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Okay, so let's break this name down a little bit, okay? Because we're, we're not just telling stories or whatever. We want to fully understand. Abraham called the name of that place, the place where God met him, Jehovah-Jireh. It's a place of obedience in your life. And I believe if God has, and I use this illustration just because it's a good one, about tithing, about serving, about surrender, and you're saying, I want God to do these things, it's not going to be till you step into that place of obedience, of action, that you're going to experience the provision of the lamb. And a lot of times we're over here literally asking for it, and we're not at the place where God can do it. You have to get to that place of obedience. Arrival, arriving at that place is to trust. Now let's break it down. The root word of Jaira, and, and when I looked it up, and I, I looked all over the place, it ties into the God who sees. Okay, it's not Elroy, it's a different name, but it's still the God that sees. It's, it's the gyro root word means to see, okay? So let me, let me explain this. God was saying, because I see your obedience, now I can give you the provision. That's what the name means. It doesn't just mean the God that provides. Because if not, we'd be living our own lifestyle. We'd be going out to our mailbox. God, I want a magical check. Aha, Jehovah Jireh. You know, just like... But that's not how it works. It's, it, there's, there's an action. There's an obedience to it. And even in that passage when he said, because I have seen you not withhold my son, now I will provide. I have witnessed your faith. I've witnessed your obedience. It's, it's, we love to claim Jehovah Jireh, but do we fail to experience his amazing provision because we don't take steps up the mountain or place that certain thing on the altar? We don't offer unto God what he's asking Will God provide for me a job? Yes. When you get up to seek for it, there's an action to it. Will God provide me the money that I need? Yes. When you're obedient with what God has already given you. Are you obeying God with what he's already said? Will God provide for me a raise? Yes. If you start being obedient and, 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 and being a good steward of what you already have. When Abraham obeyed, God gave him the substitute. Now, let's just be real. We can talk about the provision but let's, but let's be really real about the provision. What was the provision that God gave him the sacrifice? It was uh, the ram. What did the ram represent? Jesus. It did Jesus. But in that situation, the ram represented his son. What was, this, what was supposed to die if he didn't have the ram? Isaac. You realize that God was meeting his greatest need. That, that's what it was. God was literally saying, I'm going to give back in your hands that which you love the most because you're not withholding it from me. No, I don't know. I don't fully understand. I cannot teach this, guys. I cannot teach this. I don't fully understand that. I'm just being transparent. I pray even today. I had to get alone and pray through this because I said, God, I don't know how to teach this tonight. I don't. Because I know letting go of your kids... 
is, is, you know, like Jordan is planning his next mission trip to the Philippines. He, he wants to move there for segments at a time. And I'm like, I had a hard time him just moving out of the house. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, but he's not mine. I've got to let him go. I had a hard time with Logan going to college. Me and Jenny both have struggled with this. It's like the, the first one moving far away like that and going down there. And then him going to college with cancer. It's like, oh, it's like... And, and, and I, mean, I know that let go, but I mean, when it comes to people saying, are you willing to let your son go if God wants to take his life? I don't understand that. And, and, and so th- there's that struggle where I think it's more about not just what you have, but God wants your heart, not just the thing that you hold. God wants to know that I can do more with you because you're going to take with what you have to obey so I don't even think it's so much because, guys, honestly, what, I, I'd crawl on that altar and let them start on fire 10 times over than to, for to be one of my kids. But then I think we get so wrapped up in the emotion of the story that we miss the principle of the story. The story was about faith in God. The, faith, the story was about obeying God when God says to do something because we trust that God's going to do something better. So I don't get wrapped up in the, if it was my baby, I couldn't do that. And you're, th- you're thinking, no, 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 no. You got to get your mind off that baby and get your mind on the God that gave you the baby. And, and trust me, I'm, 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 I'm right there in the middle. I, you guys are going to have to keep me in check next time I'm blubbering like a baby because I don't get this. But I know this. And the whole thing is that God wanted to see his obedience. God wanted him to trust him when life did not make sense. And sometimes life just simply will not make sense. So, so don't claim Jehovah Jireh when life is all put together and has a bow on it, okay? Jehovah Jireh really is when you trust God when things absolutely do not add up. That's when it. This was deeply personal to Abraham. Let me finish it up. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heaven a second time, And he said, by thyself I have sworn, saith the Lord, because thou hast done this thing, thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. And Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose up, and they went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. Did you notice the, the generational blessing? It says in this, And thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. He said, I will multiply thy seed, and thy enemies. How did it work? Oh, and, and, and your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Victory, blessings, generational blessings. What is all that dependent upon? What, what did it all come down to? What, was, what did he say? Because thou hast obeyed. obeyed. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to challenge us as Christians. Is it, is it, could it be that we're robbing the next generation? Yes. It could it be that we're robbing our kids? Yes. Because we don't take big steps of obedience. Because we're not stepping out on faith. And the application could be whatever God lays on your heart. This, this was very clear in the passage what God was talking about in this one. So what do we learn about Jehovah Jireh? Here's the application. We have to trust God even when things don't make sense. 
So when you say, but you don't understand, I was already broke, and then the cards broke down, and, and then I lost my job, and then, then the taxes came in, and it was worse than what I thought. Jehovah Jireh. God provides when things don't make sense. The question is, in light of everything that I just said, will you still obey and have faith? Okay? God waits on us to obey and trust before we experience him as Jehovah Jireh. So if you say, that's a fancy name and I like it, but I've never had Jehovah Jireh in my life, then you've never got to the place of being able to put on the altar and trust God completely to where you go all in. Because it wasn't until that point that God provided. God sees and meets our greatest need with his provision. It wasn't that just God provided a more sticks to light the fire. No, God provided the substitute to give him his son to where he was able to go back down that hill with his son. So when you get in there and say, I know, I know, but it's my baby. And God says, I know it's your baby. Thy son, your only son, the son that you love. There's so much power. And they say, I just don't want you to say Jehovah Jireh and go to your kids and like, God, you know, I need, I need help with this job, dad, or I need, I need a job to get those new tires or whatever. Jehovah Jireh. No, don't do that. You just, you just rob your kid. You know what you do? You teach your kids, say, you put God first. You obey God. You trust God. Man, you take steps of faith. He's, he's, you, you, you trust God, son. And then watch God be Jehovah Jireh. Because I think that we get so wrapped up in the emotions of it and stuff like that. And God's saying, man, you're not teaching the principle behind it. 